0: Hello everyone, this is Jason from Two Dads with Hats. I'd like to invite you to get to know our friend Rich Ackerman as he joins us from the south side of Chicago to discuss some of his many talents and experiences. Rich is someone who played a pretty important role in each of our lives, Brandon and I. And part of the reason why we're bringing you this interview today is the hope that you will also take away some inspiration and apply something that relates to what you see going on around you, wherever it is that you call home. If you'd like to view some of Rich's work, you can search for his company, Image with Vision. Here we go with Two Dads with Hats, episode 25, part 1. Enjoy! <music> Welcome to Two Dads with
1: Hats with your hosts, Jason and Brandon. Hey, Mr. Brandon. Good morning, sir. How are you doing today?
2: Oh, hey, Jason. You, you got me eating breakfast. Sorry.
1: I, I, I purposely started talking when, when I saw you were drinking something. What do you have in your glass there, sir? Uh, um, I make my own kombucha, so it's fermented tea. If you could post the recipe... <laughs> I'm sure, and I, we talked about kombucha before, and we—I learned how to spell it. But for those that are not familiar, can you uh, can you share a couple of words about kombucha?
2: No, it's all good. Uh, you can probably see it in a grocery store. So uh, it's based, its essentially a, an old Eastern um, recipe. So I'm not sure exactly where it comes from in China, a thousand years ago or more. But uh, it's fermented tea, and it's uh, it's a little vinegary. Um, uh, a lot of people believe it actually is good for your intestines and your stomach. Is it also good for your mind? Well, it's um, uh, it's also very expensive. Oh. So I found out that for pennies you can you can just uh, make it yourself. So every once in a while, I'll just ferment a batch. And and before you ask, it's you can't make it really strong enough to be alcoholic. It's if you if you. If you keep fermenting it, you turn into vinegar. I don't know if you like to get drunk off vinegar, but uh, Mm -hmm. no, not
1: so. That wouldn't be good. Well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. You you said that it's really expensive, and I was hoping that it's good for your mind. Um, Today's guest also fits those two things. He goes by the name Rich. I like to to really uh, focus on that moniker because he's one of the richest guys I know, and it's not just talking about money here. Mr. Rich Ackerman. Good morning, Rich.
3: Hi, guys. How are you? I'm. I'm looking at my screen and I see BC. I don't know is that before caudal. I guess it's not before Christ. So
1: before coffee. Yeah. Before he was-
3: coffee. Yeah. My uh my morning get up is uh, from the west coast and as you can see uh, involves mermaids. But yeah, yeah, you know, I actually think that the body, you know, doing taking care of your body really leads to if you're feeling good. I think your mind feels a lot better. You know, I know that. Uh, you know, people take acid reflux stuff. After a while, that really starts to get to you. It's better to go natural if you can. And uh, I, you know, being a cancer survivor, you learn all kinds of these things after you go through your chemo and your radiation. Because you feel like crap, you know, let's be honest, during that, that time. So you want to find the solutions that make you feel good. Because, again, if your body feels good, you know, your brain functions better, I think, and allows you to do really good things
1: well i appreciate you being here i'm glad you're a survivor we should talk about that a little bit later in the main section too so brandon i wanted to go to you and and ask what is new on this fine california morning today
2: oh i'm just glad to have rich on i've known rich for a number of years like you have and and rich and i see each other a couple maybe once a year or so at a conference and i'm really glad to see you on again rich thanks for joining us
3: pleasure my pleasure how ironic.
1: I have the exact same thing that is new today, and I have the privilege of, of talking with Rich. Um, I have to tell you, I'm going to put you on the spot. A couple months ago, um, you sent me a message and said, hey, when are we going to get together for my movie? <laughs> and I love the fact that you, you held me to that. I, uh, I think it was back in September, I announced right. in a room full of people, I said, we're going to make a movie about your life.
3: Yeah, it was that you you were speaking at one of our conference was a great uh, presentation we were up high at the I think in the Aon building or somewhere had a nice beautiful view and, uh, and you, you, you kept continuously disrupting that view that's right <laughs> no, it was it was uh, it was great and yeah I did I held you you know hold your feet to the fire and here we are today and then we talked about it again down in Fulton market so mm-hmm. uh, Here we are. And uh, I, I, I I, at some point we'll, we can ask what, you know, two guys with black hats mean, but uh, um,
1: Well, the color isn't specific. I have a, a, actually, this is a special uh, color blue Brewers hat. Uh, On a previous episode, I did announce the disclaimer that I've run out of unique hats. So from now, it's going to be Brewers and Harley. That's what I got.
3: All right. Well, there you go. (laughs) So Rich, what is
1: new with you this week?
3: Well, what's new with me, I mean, there's a lot of things that are new with me. This week, I am um, working with uh, a guy by the name of Andrew Holmes. If you lived in Chicago, you would see him probably every other night on TV because he um, is very much an activist in the in the neighborhoods where there is violence, which is uh, Englewood um, and Austin and Harrison districts here in Chicago, which are not really big, um, but big enough for uh an aspect. What does an activist do? I'm not there trying to take guns from people, but I'm there to try and talk to um, young, very, very young parents and um, children in those families to get them to understand there's another life besides, you know, being in a gang. Um, There's other activities that they can participate uh, in, in the neighborhood or outside of the neighborhood. But, you know, I learned when I went to school, college, my first year in college, I, I took a sociology class. And I remember a book called Tally's Corner that was basically, in a, just to sum it up, was you got to get out of your environment. They, you have to figure a way, if you're going to excel and you're in a bad situation, rather than hanging around a, a, a corner where you buy booze or buy drugs, you have to get away from that environment. So I kind of worked with, with Andrew. Um, to try and see if we can if, get people from maybe a grassroots level, um, from a fundamental level to move out of that type of an environment. So that's kind of what's new for me. Um, I continuously do my photography. I, at this point, have not done any pictures from the neighborhood because got, got, anything can happen at any time. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about that. It's about what I can do to maybe help those, those parents improve their lives. So that's kind of what's new for me.
1: Now I wanted to follow up on that. When you are helping those people in those situations, are there resources that are available to you to deploy? How does that work?
3: Well, there's really one resource, and it's kind of a—it's a group. It's called—I I don't know what—I don't even remember what it stands. It's BAM, is the an acronym I guess is the term.
1: BAM. BAM. Yeah.
3: Boys against something, and it's it again. It's to get the young men. Um, to understand that there's another life besides gangdom and um, shooting other people and then shooting innocents, you know, in the right. past. That, but it's almost they're brainwashed. When they get into gangs, they don't really, it, they're not even thinking about it. They just think about somebody that said something bad about one, you know, someone in their family, um, uh, or they're thinking about, it's, it's really two things. You know, you said something bad about me or my family or my gang, or some type of retaliation for another shooting. Um, There is a lot of domestic violence as well. You know, fathers that actually show up, um, you know, to do something with the wife that, you know, he's unhappy about something. So, I mean, it's it's mess. It's a mess, uh, to say the least.
1: So you have a lot of insight, and I'm uh, based on understanding those experiences, but I I think that is just a small part of, your tremendous character that that's how you spend your time to really help people. And that was one of the reasons why we brought you on the show
3: today. Appreciate that.
1: Hello everyone. This is Jason again, and I'd like
0: to switch gears for a bit. This is a special interview because before we got started with recording the official episode of this podcast, I had the opportunity to see a sort of behind the scenes view of some of Rich's photography work. You may have heard the expression, a picture speaks a thousand words. Even though it's usually quite challenging to bring you this experience on a podcast, I promise you it'll be worth your time and you will take something away like I did. Here we go with a special behind-the-scenes view through Rich's eyes.
3: Yeah, I took the beaver shots down because I had a a really good music friend who does a lot of session work and plays in a number of bands. Made a comment as I anticipated comments to come, right? And I had to take it down. It just was... It's
1: inappropriate.
3: I didn't want to... I did not want to get attacked by ladies with hats that were in pink.
1: <laughs> That's our sister show. These are... We're two dads with hats. We're going to have ladies with hats. Uh, I
3: took these pictures with a telephoto lens having no idea what a what a beaver looked like. A, a Midwest American beaver looked like. And when I looked at this thing, it looked like the alien to me. Was, yeah. I mean, he's got these, cl- he's got these claws, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I, I didn't. Uh, I mean, look at this image. This is the kind of damage that you see. You guys see this up there. You see these beavers They yep. do, They cut these trees down with their teeth. It's just amazing. That's those are not like branches. Those are trees.
1: Big trees, like actually, they're bigger than that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and they were, um, you know, in this, in this particular marsh which is right on the border of indiana and michigan in new carlisle in indiana actually is a glacier uh lake natural glacier lake marsh and there's like it's great to go there in the spring it's great to go there in the fall it's great to go there in the winter it's like terrible to go there in the summer because of mesquite is the size of you know houses and um But we get great pictures there, and um, I'm still working on that catalog. And uh, you know, I'm trying to see if I have something out here.
1: I love that you showed me Lightroom a couple times. It looks like it is really powerful and easy. It is the stars that I'm looking at in the middle of the screen. This is a five-star photo. The other one, yeah, you
3: rate it, you rate it, and flag it, and that's how you can. If I unflag and unrate, you know, turn this this thing off. Mm -hmm. Everything in my catalog shows. And in this particular catalog, there's like about 13,000, 14,000 images. So it's my ex-wife and my daughter. We had her 30th birthday party. Not Kim's, but Rachel's, the the girl on the right.
1: Yes. I saw that on Facebook. So your daughter's 30.
3: Yep. And this is Kale. He's 28. That's Mm -hmm. my middle daughter. She's like 41, and that's her husband on the far left. Mm -hmm. Vicky's the one that plays... In Ravinia Ramblers, or she sings in the Ravinia Ramblers. He plays like uh, like a bluegrass mandolin or whatever. He plays guitar too. Mm-hmm. And all the kids play. They, you know, he plays guitar. He doesn't do it because he doesn't have a lot of time. But um, you know, this is this is typical Rachel. You know, what are you what are you farting with me for? You know, <laughs> leave me alone. And, and uh, now she's thinking. She's very sharp, very um, sharp witted for, you know, a 20, 30 year old. And um, I just find her absolutely amazing. So she's got a good job with a law firm in Chicago. And uh, in fact, the law firm is, it's very interesting. She works with Buddy Guy's daughter and they both have kind of the similar administrative um, research, law research role. And she goes to legends all the time. And with Clarice and she gets to see Buddy and of course anybody that comes in and you know uh that's playing there. So I've been there a couple of times, seen some bands and it's a lot of fun. So Holy and here's the whole here's the whole gang. And there she is there and of course she's got a cigarette in her hand. And it's mm-hmm. Megan, my she's kinda like my middle daughter and it's her husband. He's a uh HVAC contractor has his own business and she just got certified for ic10 which is a healthcare billing mm-hmm. certification and um then there's vicky and there's josh this is in some uh in pilson where there's a lot of murders But <laughs> there's a great rest there's great restaurants there and you know people forgo all that stuff and, and sad but known factor and you know there's another shot from that neighborhood of oh, wow. Willis Tower. and Look at that lighting.
1: Is that from the moon?
3: Or uh, you, yeah, that? actually, it was a beautiful night. Um, you know, there was other, it wasn't a street lamp. It was just um, illuminated from, from the evening. So, and there's there's uh, Rose, you met Rose, and we go to the, this is a West Beach in Indiana Dunes, and it says, keep off the ice. Well, there was no ice. It just, it was actually beautiful. <laughs> and, uh, I'm trying to see if I have a, a, a here's a picture of, Waves breaking in, and uh, this is an album that I'm still working on. One of my favorite shots that I do are snow fences with shadows and, like, somebody walking through. It's always about motion and um, time, time passing, and I try and and capture that in in my work. Kind of a close-up. There was another one here. I like this one. Um, So, anyway, I see Mr... Mr. Brandon is there.
1: We have a special guest. We have Brandon Cottle.
2: No, <laughs> I'm not the guest. Rich just, I call part you? of this. I'm trying to
3: get everything lined up. I got to grab breakfast. Anyway, good to see you guys. It's good to see you, uh, Brandon. I don't see Brandon right now. He's out of the view.
1: He does that sometimes. He just disappears. He, He's he uh, I call him the master of the mute button. He's
3: really good at it. I've been told to shave this off because it looks stupid, so I'll probably just kind of go with you know, this thing here. And then the beard fattens my face, and I'm losing a little weight on purpose. I've been working out um, to get myself back in a shake. Rose and I are going to Alaska in June, and I know we'll be doing a lot of hiking and running from bears and stuff like that. It's an adventure cruise with Orvis, and there's only about 20 people on the boat. And it's cool going to be really cool it's kind of a, a bucket list thing that I've wanted to do for a long time years ago I wanted to drive up there with my dad um, on the gravel roads the oh. Alaskan world never got a chance to do it so Rose and I are going to do that so anyway here we are That's I, incredible. Can start sharing my screen, I guess um, it's a little read that all the animals that live there like those beavers I showed you eat and this is all ice and the the sky, the blue sky, it had a beautiful day. So you got blue sky reflecting off it. Um, I did enhance some of the colors a little bit, especially the orange thing that's sort of in the upper left hand area, um, to give it a little bit more interest and impact. And um, you know, and this one is uh, this uh, this one I like. As you, it's ice, right? Not real thick. <clears throat> the days out here are really warm. You know, we're yesterday. I think we we hit seventy, but. There's still ice on there, and it's a, you know, a typical lily pad, but just kind of had a nice abstract look to it that I liked. Um, again, did some enhancement of the ice with with blue color. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else, do we have, you know, like this one here. You were talking about how easy is it to, um, how do I move this screen, your screen around? Is it there's like a yeah, drag, drag that around. What you should be able doing? to drag it around on the top. Look at that. So I moved it around. So you go to develop tab. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a lot of memory usage going on on my computer. It's taking a little bit of a while. But I would enhance the green here and um, you can start seeing the screen change. Um, Mm -hmm. I just come down and there's a a couple of things. There's really not a lot of things that you would do with a photo. Most people will enhance overall saturation generally like I'm doing right now. Sometimes to excess, and you can tell that, and it's like fake news. Let's <laughs> kind of make it real. We did this, talk
1: about fake news in previous episodes.
3: Yeah, this is this is kind of how I saw it. So, you when you take a picture with whether it's an analog or an old Pentax camera or a digital camera, it doesn't come out the way you see it. You know, because there's a certain latitude that you have with a camera. Maybe it's six f stops for film. Um, Probably a little bit more than that for digital and our eyes can see probably 12 f-stops worth of you know from absolute darkness or black to um, just off-white with some detail in it so um, and same thing for color so you I will in digital like in Lightroom enhance the color But I enhance it to make it look like the way I saw it.
1: I've known you for years Brandon mentioned he's known you I think even longer and you're always someone who just, you make it look easy. I know it's not easy, but you've built a habit around helping people everywhere you go and in any way you can. Can you talk about how you develop that?
3: I don't, you know, that's a great question. I'm not sure where it comes from or how I develop it. It's just always kind of been in me, you know, um, going back to uh, early days in high school. I went to a parochial school, Luther High School South, and, you know, I volunteered for different organizations and even after that time. Uh, someone once told me um, it's always good to be humble rather than to be aggressive. And When I left Motorola to start uh, with a couple other people, my first company, um, we had an incredible product. Uh, we didn't really actually know what kind of incredible product we had on our hands for photographers. And, um, a guy once told me, he says, you know, you, you, you guys are going to be really successful and, but just remember one thing, be humble. So I guess from that, it's always kind of stuck with me, you know, rather than to boast or, you know, be aggressive and you know, mine is better than yours type of thing. Um, just, you know, you got, people will discover that yourself, but I've always been, um, interested in assisting other people and volunteering for different organizations. When I joined HDI, for example, um, it wasn't so much to learn more about the industry. Um, I had a lot of experience in the industry itself, um, knowing where the issues are and problems were, but it was always about helping people get past that because I came more from the business side rather than sitting in a help desk chair but I knew that environment simply from selling products and services to that group of people and um, saw where their issues were in getting software. Hey, we need a new tool. Um, We need to bring in more resources. Most of the people there really didn't understand how to get what they wanted. So I wanted them to get what they wanted. So I tried to teach them that. So um, they're teachable moments and um, that's kind of, where that comes from. It continues working when I work with Tim Ancona at Tycomics. Tycomics is one of the the biggest give back companies I've, I've ever seen and ever worked for. And it's in the the ethics philosophy of from the top all the way through everybody uh, in the organization. So it's kind of a great feel and great flavor to wake up every morning. We do things like we'll go into food lines and help feed people, uh, whether it's in Rockford or whether it's in Chicago, um, we, you know, put packages of food together for people in in, um, in different countries that have no food or don't have anything. So, um, you know, our last summit or our last uh, annual company meeting, we put twenty thousand meals together in less than an hour and a half. So, it's 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 fun. I feel good doing it, and I I don't see myself doing anything else in my retirement except you know, things that I want to do, um, fishing and, you know, being with my family. Mm-hmm. And, um, however, I can help them out as well.
1: That's incredible. And the impact is felt immediately. And, and holy cow, the fact that you're able to be part of that and you can see the way that so many people benefit from your efforts, that's that's really rewarding.
3: Well, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So and you know the photography is kind of the same thing. If if, you know I see things in images, uh, people might see other things in images. But I want them to look at something, maybe feel good. Maybe they're having a rotten or crappy day, and uh, put a nice picture of uh, uh, a serene beachfront or wave, kind of like Brandon's been doing with his work. Your photography work is exceptional, and um, but I do in some of those pictures I will enhance them and. Um, just to make a, a certain feel of how I felt, maybe some other people would feel the same or read something else into it. But they're comfortable with it, and maybe their day is better because of it. That's that's very,
2: uh, it's very kind of you to say that, Rich. About mine, my my, my I, I I don't have any, I don't have a hundredth of the background you have with photography. So I really take that as a compliment. I also uh, changed my name on the screen there, so you can see it. <laughs> I don't want us to think it was the uh, old comic. Do you remember the comic strip BC? Yeah,
3: yeah, I do. I used to love that one. I, I um, do. Remember Robert? Are you old enough to remember Robert Crumb's uh, trucking comics?
2: Uh, you know, I, I I do remember those vaguely. I don't know if it was first run or not, but but um but I didn't remember them as much as the BC ones or uh, yeah. in later years the uh, Bloom County ones, which have resurfaced and things like that.
3: I I. I had a, what I like about your work, Brandon, is a couple things. One is um, I don't think you can get um, late afternoon sunset pictures anywhere in the world except from the beach in California. I once went to uh, an event in San Diego. It was like a, a, a product event, you know, an annual event. And the sun is just different there. I mean, it's huge. It The light that it emits, the atmosphere changes, everything, and you're able to capture that. So that's like um, it makes me feel really good looking at your photographs. I can sit there for a half hour, seriously, and just kind of, you know, you could meditate or think about what your problems and issues are, and I think that's great.
2: It, it is, I think, something with the, uh, the way that the geography is, Rich. You know, it's a huge body of water there, the largest in the planet, the Pacific. Um, the clouds, the way that the, the weather works there, it somehow creates different lighting, than I've had in other places I've lived. Um, of course, they always say LA gives the smog that nice um, sunset as well. Yeah,
3: yeah exactly. <laughs> um, it gives you a lot of different colors in, in the sky, even after the sun sets, like two minutes after the sun sets. So. Oh, it totally does.
2: And I, so think coming from you. That's a huge, huge compliment. Thank you.
0: Hello everyone. This is Jason again. I'd like to pause here and continue the conversation next week. If you would like to see more of Rich's work, remember you can find him at Image with Vision. Thank you for listening, and please join us next week for the conclusion of episode 25 Through the Eyes of Rich. Wow.